Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. <laughs> Sorry. Welcome to a new-to-you episode of Satellite Sisters. This is Liz, and you know, not every conversation will change your life, but any conversation can. Today's show is from November 27th, 2011, so that's exactly five years ago. It's Julie and I on the Sunday after Thanksgiving, talking about Mars, holidays, and Edna's theory of resting appliances. So we hope you will uh, enjoy this and that you've had a great holiday and a kickoff to the whole extended holiday season. We did want to remind you that a number of our sponsors have special deals for you. Instead of reading through all of them again on today's show, uh, we took you through them on Tuesday's show. They are posted at our website at SatelliteSisters.com. So if you go to SatelliteSisters.com and find the blog post for this show, you will see the promo codes and URLs you need to use for special deals from Harry's Shave Kit, Glossier Makeup, Away Luggage, Eloquy Fashions for Women, and Primary Clothes for Kids. On the show on Tuesday, Julie uh, forward promoted the fact that on her holiday card, all of her grandchildren are wearing clothes that she ordered from primary. Anyway, you can check those all out at SatelliteSisters.com. It's really helpful to us when you make the most of these offers that we get from our sponsors. So here you go, the latest new-to-you episode from Satellite Sisters. Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters To Go. Satellite Sisters, welcome to the show. It's kind of a um, spotty attendance here today, but solid, I would say. It's just me and my sister, Julie. Julie, happy Thanksgiving weekend. How are things in Big D? Um, Hi, Liz. Well, they're great. And today is my first day that I am trying to go pie-free since Thursday. Oh, nice. Can I go a whole day without, like, (laughs) eating pie, particularly the the pumpkin ginger snap pie that my daughter-in-law made that was that's just so delicious. I've I've really been on a pie kick lately. Well, you can't be expected not to eat it if it's still in the house. You know, if there's still some left, you either have to eat it or throw it away, right? But I think that's but coexisting with pie, there's just it's too challenging. You can't, you can't be expected to just resist. It's what uh, it's what the behavioral therapists in my group at UCLA call environmental control. You have to exercise as much environmental control as you can, which means not having it in the house at all. So, okay, Liz, I think I, I think I'm going to have to take some action after this podcast. I hope you had a nice Thanksgiving too. I did. It was very nice. We had a fantastic time at Leon's in Pasadena. So our sister Leon hosted. Uh, me, Sheila, our parents, my brother Brendan, uh, and his wife and kids, and her in-laws. 
And uh, it was delightful, delicious in every way. People brought all kinds of stuff. I brought the green beans that I talked about last week on the show that, I, that I had tested, Giada's spicy green beans. Um, and uh, yeah, all the way around, really good. It's funny, though, I hadn't told you about this, that the Monday of this week, I had my physical. And, uh, you know, I had been kind of gearing up for that, my annual physical, and I purposely scheduled it right before Thanksgiving so that I could kind of relax on Thanksgiving. And uh, I passed my physical flying colors. Good, good work, Liz. Yeah, 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 no problem, except for my doctor did call me the next day to discuss my cholesterol. And oh. we, had, we had this lengthy conversation about strategy because I'm one of those people that has super high HDL, which is mm-hmm. the healthy cholesterol, right? You. So yes. super high uh, good cholesterol and super excellent triglyceride scores. But I also, my LDL, which Dr. Oz calls the lousy cholesterol, uh-huh. um, that's starting to creep up a little bit. So she was concerned. Mm-hmm. So we had a discussion about that. And this was Wednesday, I guess, on the phone. We talked about that and figured out what my course of action would be. I really don't want to start taking any statins or anything yet if I don't have to. So she gave, she gave me time to like fix it on my own. But then at the very end of the conversation, she said, nothing we just talked about has to begin tomorrow. So, <laughs> so I was like, thank you very much, Dr. Skinner. That is a doctor that lives in the real world. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, exactly. So uh, yeah, so I'm going to have to buckle down on some of the, I don't know, uh, animal fat, whatever. I know, Liz. I know. Well, as I get, I have to buckle down on the pie. So you have to look around at the, the environmental factors in your house first. Start there, Liz. Start with the easy stuff. Uh, okay, but I really actually wanted to start today's show by just unilateral, unilaterally naming a satellite sister of the week. Oh, uh, well, we haven't is, done that in a while. We who, have who not done our, that for a while. Who's our winner this week, Liz? Our lucky winner who has earned it. Boy, has she earned it. A longtime Satellite Sisters listener and also someone uh, that we see on Facebook and on Twitter. I think she's part of the Satellite Sisters group on Facebook, too. But uh, her name is Leslie Maxfield, and she has been a supporter of the show for a very long time. But she also works at Caltech. Uh, on the Mars rover program here at the Jet Propulsion Lab in Pasadena, California. That's and very impressive, isn't it's, it? It's very impressive that someone you actually feel like you know uh, is like on the inside of anything that involves going to Mars. You know, figuring out how to get <laughs> to Mars, figuring out what you do when you get there. Figuring what you out- need on Mars. Yeah, come on. It's crazy. So it, the reason I wanted to honor Leslie this week was not just because, of course, Curiosity uh, was launched to Mars the other day, but because Leslie Maxfield was there at the Kennedy Space Center for the launch and did a bang-up job for like three days just tweeting and Facebooking pictures of the uh, spacecraft on the launch pad, her standing next to it. She had videos from her own crappy cell phone of the actual launch. It was very Satellite Sisters on the Spot coverage of the Curiosity launch. So I think that, like, I can't think of anything else that better deserves Satellite Sisters of the Week than being there covering for us uh, the launch of the Mars-bound spacecraft. So to Leslie Maxfield, you know, all the Satellite Sisters take our hats off to you. Uh, You're doing something that we could never in a million years do, and we're thrilled that you were out there on the front lines of doing it. It is, well, I just love that whole rover program, don't you? 
You know, it, it, well, it's just so amazing, mind-boggling to think about, Liz, yeah. that um, that there they are in, you know, Pasadena, California, you know, home uh, to Leon Dolan and Sheila Dolan as well, and they're just cooking up these these long-term grand schemes to learn about Mars. How yes, about that? Right. It's the long-term thing that really gets me too, Julie, because this particular program, Curiosity, they've been working on for a really long time. I think I heard on the news it was originally supposed to go up in 2009, and then there were kinds of delays, some of them budget, some of them scheduling, some of them technical. And then, you know, so they launch it this week, and it doesn't land until next August. And I just wonder, what is that like? You create this thing, you send it off into space, and then you're like sitting around for, you know, 10 months or something to see if it works at all. I don't think I would have the patience to do that. And then this particular spacecraft, I'm sure you read all about it because all this space stuff gets a lot of coverage in the Texas news, no doubt. Um, but it's not like the little rovers before that just sort of landed with the, with the balloons and kind of crash landed into the surface. This is what they call MSL, the Mars Science Lab. It's the size of a compact car. And so they have to set it down much more gently. So it involves propulsion up and propulsion down. It is way more complicated than the last time around. So it's just as possible this thing could like not work once it gets there or work for 10 seconds and then blow out. You know, you can't just replace a fuse when you're that far away. <laughs> Even when I'm close, Liz, I can't replace a fuse. And you just think those other little rovers, you know, one of the two of them is still going, you know, but they thought those were going to last for three months that they would be sending back data. And it went on for years. Well, it's just as likely that the opposite could happen, right? That you could get something all the way there and then one minor thing could go wrong and you don't get any of the data that you want to get. Anyway, Leslie and your team, everyone there working on Curiosity, uh, good for you. Satellite Sisters, uh, Satellite Sisters of the Week. And oh, here, my favorite uh, tweet from Leslie this week was the night before the launch. There was a little picture of the uh, spacecraft on the launch pad. And she just sent out the picture with the caption, nighty night curiosity. Oh, don't you think that's adorable? I love it. When, I, I, I love it when scientists can be adorable. <laughs> Liz, I have to be honest with you. Talking about this now here on the podcast, this is more coverage than we've had in Dallas all week on this topic. Really? Really, I mean, perhaps in California because uh, because of the Pasadena connection, right? Got more coverage, but thanks to Leslie for putting it out there because otherwise, uh, I'm sure there's a lot of listeners, satellite sister sister listeners that um, aren't as aware of what's going on with Curiosity. But now we are okay. So if you want to follow along on this, my the only suggestion I would make, and I have not cleared this with Leslie Maxfield, is that you should friend Leslie on Facebook. Uh, because she does do status updates from time to time of what's going on with the with the space program. And so uh, she, if she doesn't want to accept you as a friend, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> and Leslie, as you're listening to this, if that's totally out of bounds, I apologize. But anyway, I think it's great. And Nighty Night Curiosity really made me smile. Okay, so that was the big event this week uh, that got relatively little coverage. The other big event this week that got just massive, endless, you know, end-to-end coverage was Black Friday. And when does Black Friday begin and when does it end and how many people got trampled at a Walmart or pepper sprayed at a Yeah, whatever. that was a nice new twist. <laughs> yes. 
That was in California, right? Yes, I noticed that was in California. <laughs> California usually they're the trend trendsetters uh, in all things. So uh, now it's pepper spray and Black Friday. Great. Uh, I just got to say, like for a million dollars, you could not get me to go into a retail store on the Friday after Thanksgiving. It's precisely because of all of the hype that there's no way I would set foot out there. I, I understand people for whom shopping is a sport. And yes. so this would be the ultimate day. This would be like the Olympics of shopping, right? Right. It's like the Super Bowl. I mean, yes. a lot of a lot of people are staying home and they're watching the good ga- football games on TV. For a lot of people, it's let's get up and go shopping. How fun is this? And they, you know, they go with their family and friends and, you know, I, I, they have a good time. They get some good deals. They plan. They, you know, they have a whole game plan for what they're going to do. I understand it, but uh, you wouldn't catch me dead at it. <laughs> yeah. I'm very impressed when you see them interviewed on the news, how organized they are. Yeah. And oh, they yeah. have all the circulars and they've torn out what they want and they know, see, here's where I would fall down. I don't know really what the normal prices are for things. So understanding whether I'm getting a good deal or not in the frenzy, uh, ooh, it's six o'clock in the morning. And I don't think I would really be calculating. No, you've got to do your research. And now, yes. of course, there are all kinds of apps that tell you, help you shop and know where to shop and when to shop and to, to, to do the best comparison shopping. So how about that? But Well, I was just trying to prep for Cyber Monday. I think I might actually be holding a little Cyber Sunday here myself this afternoon because I might be a little busy at work tomorrow. But uh, instead, I spent the last 48 hours troubleshooting my Wi-Fi. For some reason, in in anticipation of Cyber Monday, I had a a Wi-Fi situation. So, and you never know. This is the problem with any, this is why I love Leslie Maxfield sending things to uh, to Mars. I'm here all weekend. She's sending things to Mars this weekend. And I'm sitting here figuring out, is it the router or uh, is it the other gizmo? You know, that's, and then when you get on with tech support and they start asking you, well, uh, which buttons are lit on the router versus which buttons are lit on the modem and you have to keep reminding yourself okay which one is the router <laughs> i know <laughs> it me bang my head just to think about it oh and then so i'm on with time warner who is my internet provider last night to try to do this and the guy's being incredibly nice and talking very slowly to me like i'm a four-year-old <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> and uh, okay that's okay yeah and then then we actually figured out it's probably not a modem issue it was probably a router issue and of course they're not responsible for my router because apple makes my router and then anyway so but miraculously this morning it's amazing how often the solution actually turns out to be just unplug everything <laughs> and plug everything back together that's what I finally did this morning out of frustration. Like, okay, I'm starting from scratch. I'm just going to unplug everything and then methodically plug it all back in and then restart everything. And sure enough, I'm back in action. Okay. Well, it's, you know, um, our mother had a, you know, a theory of technology um, or really anything mechanical. When sometimes when the dishwasher would go in the fritz or the refrigerator wasn't really working, the washing machine, she would just let it rest for a while. Mm-hmm. Remember that? We weren't yes. able to like, don't open the refrigerator. I'm resting it right now. <laughs> don't, don't put anything in the dishwasher. No, we're not going to run the dishwasher. We're just going to let it rest. And then, you know, somehow it gets a second wind and mm-hmm. it comes, comes mm-hmm. back to life. Yep. Perhaps that's what, what was going on with you, Liz, that just your router, your modem, somebody needed to rest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just don't know which one. So you have to give everybody the night off. 
right? Okay. That's, that's what I ended up doing. So, so I'm back in business. So I might be doing a little um, online gifting this afternoon. Well, well good for you. Good for you, Liz. Now, I mean, the holiday season is now officially upon us, and but I do have a cranky or cause issue that I need to raise. Now, I understand retail stores, they need to get their holiday merchandise, the holiday decorations in before Thanksgiving, because now, indeed, the stores are opening on Thanksgiving Day for Christmas shopping, for holiday shopping, and so they need to be ready to go. But why, Liz? Why? Why do I mean, I'm driving around in Dallas before Thanksgiving on the Monday before Thanksgiving. People have their house completely decorated for Christmas. The lights, they've got Santa, they've got the wreaths that it's all up and it's all, you know, all the lights are on before Thanksgiving. I just don't get it. A Thanksgiving is such a great American holiday. It is the one holiday that we all celebrate. We can all come together. You know, it doesn't matter, you know, race, creed, ethnicity, you know, whatever you are, you can enjoy Thanksgiving the way you want to enjoy Thanksgiving. So it's a great holiday that way. Why are we rushing? Why do people, I mean, it's why are people doing that, Liz? Or am yeah, I, I, think it's a, I think it's a war on Thanksgiving, Julie. It is. <laughs> I think everyone's all worried about the war on Christmas. I'm not worried about that. There seems to be plenty of Christmas spirit out there. I'm much more worried about the war on Thanksgiving. It's just like between Halloween and Christmas, we are subsuming uh, Thanksgiving yeah. altogether. But, I mean, we don't do that at the 4th of July. We don't, we don't you know, show up with Halloween costumes on. <laughs> I mean, right? I mean, we don't have to rush. I mean, it's just, I mean, retailer, you're, if you are not a retailer, if you are not selling things out of your house, why is it that you have to have your house decorated the week before Thanksgiving? You know, I guess maybe if people are having people over for Thanksgiving, they want the house to look extra special. I kind of get it from a from that point of view. But I agree with you. Let's just do one holiday at a time. Just one at a time. Okay, well, as long as you're talking about cranky or cause. So this is Julie's little game where we're supposed to decide, is she being cranky or does she have cause for her dismay? Let me play. Let me give you a cranky or cause scenario. Uh, I have a little bone to pick. With Harry and David. Uh, oh, Liz, one of my favorite retailers. Yes. You know? And I don't know whether this is Harry's fault or David's fault. Uh, <laughs> and I have been unable to reach either Harry or David in the last 24 hours. But here's the deal. You know how our mother receives pretty much every shopping catalog ever printed in the United States of America, right? Yes, and she enjoys every single one that she gets, too. Mm -hmm. She saves them. In fact, when I come to visit, she has a giant stack of catalogs just in case I didn't see them or would like to review them while I'm visiting. Yes, and often she has pages turned down or notes she has made on the pages because she thinks of you as she goes through these catalogs. So it's like, Elizabeth, I wanted to show you this that I saw in this catalog. Or Julie, <laughs> here you go. I turned down a couple of things that I thought might look nice on you. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's sort of a personal shopping service she provides, mm-hmm. uh, as well as just general enjoyment of the catalog moments. So I was there last week, and uh, she had the Harry and David catalog, uh, the Christmas catalog, holiday 2011. And... Here we go. On page 17, she had turned down the corner of the page to recommend to me uh, Christmas decorations for my home. 
Uh, <laughs> she had two, two things marked here. One was a little mini Christmas tree. It's an Oregon-grown dwarf Christmas tree, so a live spruce tree that comes fully decorated with lights and all. But it's little. You know, it's perfect. like, perfect you know, for you, the apartment dweller and yeah. the Oregon connection is nice because you used to live in Oregon. OK, yeah. I get it. So that was item number one. And item number two is uh, three amaryllis in a beautiful little bright gold tin. So potted bulbs uh, in a tin uh, in pink and red. And uh, she said, this is really all you would need to decorate your place for the holidays. Just the the little tree and the amaryllis. So I'm like, okay, mom, all right, whatever. And I take the catalog home. And then that night, uh, I'm thinking... She, you know, she's kind of right. I, she is right. She's right about a lot of these things. <laughs> yes, I know. Admit it, Liz. You, she's right. You want to resist just on principle. Like, oh, I could do better than this on my own. But the feeling, I, you re- have to realize, well, I won't do better than this because I don't, I don't care enough to actually research the subject at all. And she has good taste in holiday decorations. And both she of does. these things were very nice. So anyway, so I got online and I ordered both things. And when I called her the next day and told her, that I had taken her recommendations and I had ordered the mini tree and the amaryllis, she was thrilled beyond measure. That Delighted. I, I'm sure. <laughs> that I'm sure, Liz. That I had taken the recommendation. So this week, I guess it was Saturday, uh, yesterday, there was a knock on my door. I opened it up and Harry and David are there. Well, not Harry and David, but you know, <laughs> but the box from Harry and David of the uh, the amaryllis. They said the tree was going to come a little bit later, the little mini tree. Uh, so, and if you look at page 17 in the Harry and David catalog, you'll see what these amaryllis look like. What mom and I both failed to realize is the small print in the description that says, potted bulbs flower in four to six weeks because basically when i opened the box what i got was the beautiful tin and then some dirt and some moss and the bulbs are down there in there but we are a long way from having holiday decorations here people this is so uh, so then i looked at him like what the hell where where are the flowers i guess they just assumed that they were shipping me like fully blooming amaryllis and uh and i i mentioned this to mom she's like what did they, they must have just forgotten to put them in i'm like no mom they didn't forget i looked it up in the catalog it says right here it just neither of us read it potted bulbs flower in four to six weeks so that's not harry or david's issue that that's totally our fault you know mm-hmm. that's a that's a shopper's error however right. the other thing that they did not have in the box besides flowering amaryllis was instructions of any kind of like so how am i going to get from you know <laughs> tin full of dirt to that's so nice for the holidays (laughs) yes right photo level so there was nothing in there that told me what i was supposed to do and it was um mysterious to me because i assumed i should just start watering it but don't uh, you know how to you don't know how to plant bulbs just no they're already in there julie i don't need to plant them they're yeah. da- they're down there somewhere. I didn't want I didn't want to disturb what they what oh, the boss. Oh, okay. what okay. Harry and David had already done. I just needed to know. Okay, now how much water and sun do they need to get to where we need to go? Because these are going to be blooming about uh, St. Patrick's Day, the way mm-hmm. I figure it. And uh, if, if so, you're lucky, if I'm lucky. So I call Harry and David, 
and I get a very nice customer service representative on the phone and she immediately apologizes, which they are all trained to do, which makes you feel marginally better. Uh, and she said, actually, we know that we did ship out some items this year without the usual instructions. That was our error. Oh. So let me take your information down and we can either mail you the instructions which is going to be a little late for me. Those things are going to be dead by the time the mailed instructions get here. <laughs> or if you'd like, we can email them to you. So I said, yes, email them to me. This was yesterday, like about noon. Right. Uh, I have not yet gotten the email from either Harry or David about what and I'm supposed to And those poor little bulbs are just, they're dying before your eyes, right? Is that what's Well, going? not anymore because I took it right down to mom's and I handed the whole thing over <laughs> whole thing over to mom. I'm like, you know, I'm going to be traveling a lot this week and next week. So I just don't think the bulbs are safe all by themselves in my apartment. <laughs> You're the one with the green thumb. I'm giving you full responsibility to coke these, coax these amaryllis to life, which of course she happily took on. But now she's extremely concerned that she's never really raised amaryllis before either and i'm like don't worry about it i'm gonna hear from harry or david and as soon as i do i will pass along the word so this is what we're doing now so it's now an entire family project here in santa monica california just to get those darn things to look like the picture on page 17 of the harry and david catalog so we'll see how that goes but i mean the thing about amaryllis though that's that's why people give them as gifts at christmas time because you really don't have to do anything to them that's what i'm hoping Yes. yes, I mean, so, I mean, a mom... A I lot. know, you say you have to, don't have to do anything to them. We have, have to, to water them a little. You have to do yes. something to and them. Please. I just want some kind of clue, like what? Am I watering it every day, every week? Is it in the sun? Whatever. Just, like, just address the water issue and the sun issue as simply as possible, and I'm good. Uh, I so think, when are you going back to Harry and David with, uh, with your complaints? I well, mean, how I, longer are you going to give them? Perhaps they're having a day of rest uh, today, Liz. Well, if we're playing cranky or cause, let's, I w- would like a ruling from you, Julie. Uh, do I have a right to be cranky here? Yes, uh, I think you do, because or, I, it sounds like it's a, you got an incomplete item. Yeah, uh, that's, uh, there's no other way to describe yes. it. You know? <laughs> Mainly the part that was incomplete was something that was unrealistic expectation on my part so (laughs) i will i will totally cop to that it says right here that they will not come having already bloomed but there should be there should be some directions it says if you you know had received a food item some fruit they tell you to store you know they tell you how to store it or where to store it so they have not provided that so i do believe you have cause i think you should take it up to another level you know i think you're going to need to go to Harry's supervisor or David's <laughs> boss, one of those two, and get the answer to that. Well, it was about noon yesterday that I had this conversation with customer service, so I thought it was fair to give them a complete 24 hours. So we're about an hour away from me calling back and finding out. <laughs> because I know that if I don't get this, mom will start calling me and bugging me. So right, about or else she's, she's going to overwater the amaryllis. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the two. Okay. So anyways. I think I think you have cause this week, Liz, and I believe I had cause this week. Mm-hmm, so okay, once again, hey, we're right. Very successful. I know you said you were leaving on your trip. Actually, I just got back from a trip, Liz. I had a little surprise trip uh, with my international husband. Took a trip, ended up in London, flew back to London last week. Last week, and um, from I, London. From yes, okay, and you know, you know, when you fly through London, I know you've done this a bunch. Security is very tight there. I mean, very, very tight. They've had a lot of terrorists get on the plane. Um, 
planes out of, you know, out of London. And, you know, so any plane going to the U.S., you, you, you know, the in, amount of security questions you get is, is pretty intense. They mm-hmm. ask a lot of questions like, where were you? What were you doing? You know, what do you do for a living? How long have you done that? So uh, I think we have some new Satellite Sister fans. I, I made some friends at the airport uh, telling them about our podcast. But none of them. <laughs> Yeah, that's what you that's your security answer it would ask you what you do for a living that you're a podcaster impressive yeah, I, I like it well might as well talk about that i mean i like I it a okay. variety of things these days liz so it's hard to put it into one simple answer you know i teach english i i'm a grandmother you know i no. i'm a volunteer i i do a lot you know i have some civic things i do but you know so i i just like to go with a simple answer you know it's yeah. kind of Complicated. But anyway, I get on the plane, Liz. Um, so, and I was, I always try to board early as quickly as I can. So I got on my plane. This is an American Airlines flight. Um, it was co chaired. This is key information with El Al, which is the Israeli Airlines, um, uh, for Dallas. Um, but I got on the plane in London, and um, and I and I was one of the first on the plane, Liz. And I noticed that when I got to my seat, and there was someone already in the seat next to me. And I was like, "Hmm, how did that guy get in here so fast?" Mm-hmm. So, okay, clue number one. Okay, that's clue number one. Okay. So, somehow. This guy gets on the plane. You know, I, I didn't even see him in the boarding area. Let me just say that. Second, clue number two, he looks like um, a cast member of NCIS Los Angeles. Okay? <laughs> he is a very fit guy. Fit guy. You know, you can just tell. You know, mm-hmm. he's young, 30-something, super fit. And he's sitting in his seat. He doesn't appear to have any luggage or what, what whatsoever. <laughs> is he in an aisle? He's in an aisle seat. Okay, yeah. okay mm-hmm. clue number two. He, he's, he's very, very fit, okay? And so then I'm starting to think, well, who is this guy? And so, uh, so anyway, I put my stuff all you know, in the in the in, and I get all settled in, and we take off. And, you know, they start with the um, in-flight service, and they're coming down the, you know, the aisle with the drink cart. He takes nothing. He takes nothing. Okay, so this is clue number three. Mm-hmm. He is not putting down his dinner tray, and they're serving dinner, but he is not eating any of it. Uh, the flight attendant says, oh, you know, they start to serve him, and then they move on to him. So this is like wow. clue number three, number four. And so I'm thinking, so is he an air marshal? This is my, you know, first mm-hmm. guess that he's an air marshal. Or my other guess is, is he like Ziva on NCIS? Is he really a member of Mossad that is now flying to <laughs> to do some training and maybe there's going to be an NCIS Dallas I don't but I can tell that he's just not a regular passenger because he is not eating and he is not sleeping on the plane um, and he has he has a Kindle out but he doesn't really appear to be reading his Kindle right so, uh, so he is I, not wearing any noise canceling headphones. No, I'm he does not no. have any noise because no no eye patches on he does not have earplugs in uh, he he's is alert he is awake and alert, and he's sitting there. Mm-hmm. So, and lo and behold, I, I am not so w- awake and alert. And I thought, oh well, I'll just watch a movie. And lo and behold, what's on the the movie channel? But Bridesmaids. Oh, excellent. Okay. Okay, excellent, which is just such a funny movie, Liz. Yes, it is. There I am. Okay, I am watching that scene in the movie where if you've seen Bridesmaids, you know they all get on a plane uh, bound for um, Las Vegas, and Melissa McCarthy, 
um, uh, who plays the character of Megan, sits down, right? She sits down next to the guy and she's like, you're an air marshal. You're, and he's like, no, I'm not an air marshal. And she keeps saying, you're an air marshal. Don't worry. Your secret is safe with me. He said, no, I'm not an air marshal. I'm going to sleep. She's like, okay, I'll take the first watch. (laughs) So I am watching this, Liz. And I am like, I am like, just, you you know, it's everything I can do not to turn to this guy and just say, okay, I'll take the first. <laughs> but, you know, you know, they don't have a sense of, you know, no, I mean, no. you know, they have a very important, very serious job. <laughs> right, right. You but should I not think, make light of their mission. No, their mission is very serious. Yes. But I just wondered because, again, he's wide awake. He is not watching a movie per se, but I mean, he can see that I am watching Bridesmaids. You know, the screens are very close to each other. Yes. And, um, and Megan McCarthy is, uh, is, is mocking the air marshals. Is mocking the air marshals. <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. I know. So there you have it. But and made- I assume that they never confirm or deny. I've never had a conversation with an air marshal, but I know people who have, who have said, like, you're an air marshal, right? And they kind of just, blow it off yeah but i'm yeah. but you did not challenge him in any way i didn't i liz no because yeah. i i mean i knew he was an air marshal i mean yeah. that you know all the clues were there i'm hoping he was an air marshal yes, exactly I, right. that's 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 what we need but yes what is he going to say you know i don't think he wants to confirm that and i you know i have respect for what he does and i don't want to bug him but i did want to turn to him <laughs> say i'll take the first watch okay i did not do that um, on another matter, Liz, I have to. I have a Diane Keaton update. Oh, now, let's we, review. Let's yes. review. If you've been listening to the podcast, you know that um, three out of the five sisters have attempted to cut their hair like Diane Keaton, who is featured in the Chico's uh, catalogs on the website. She is their new spokesperson for Chico's clothing. And this was not some kind of group plan. This is no. three satellite sisters independently of each other without checking in any way, decided that was the new haircut they wanted. And the three are Leon, Sheila, and you. Right. right. And two out of the three sisters, I think, actually got the Diane Keaton haircut. That would be Sheila and Leon because they have good hair. And I got the Diane Smeaton haircut, as you <laughs> As, as I called it. <laughs> yes, which is the fake Diane Keaton haircut because I do not have Diane Keaton's hair. Well, um, my daughter-in-law, um, Vera, really liked my haircut, and she's been very complimentary of it. And she was talking to her mother on the phone or on Skype. Uh, her mother lives in Kyrgyzstan, uh, Bishkek, Kyrgyzstan. And her mother was complaining, or not complaining, but she was saying to Vera, you know, she... I need a new haircut. I really do. I'm I'm sick of my hair. I need to do something different. So Vera sent the picture of Diane Keaton from the Chico's catalog to her mother in Kyrgyzstan. And um, and, uh, Vera's mother, Olga, really likes She First of all, she really likes Diane Keaton. Uh, She really (laughs) liked the haircut. And she really likes Chico's clothing, okay, because they don't have Chico's in Kyrgyzstan. So, uh, so, okay, that part doesn't surprise me, really. <laughs> really, no, <laughs> but, but you really, never know. You never know where where it's going to be. So, but she really, but she wanted, she wanted to see the hair from more angles before she went in to have um, uh, her Diane Keaton haircut in Kyrgyzstan. Um, but I said I really didn't think. 
that Vera should take more pictures of my hair because indeed I have the Diane Smeaton haircut. So we have sent we have sent Olga in Kyrgyzstan more pictures from the Chico's catalog so that she can be the trendsetter and you know just spread the spread the good cheer to have the Diane Keaton haircut as it moves around the world, Liz. How about wow, that? Wow. I feel like somehow we have to alert Chico's to the the work we are doing to just spread the look. The the whole I, the whole look. And I, again, I think if Olga said she likes the whole look, she would like to get some of the Diane Keaton clothing. She said Diane Keaton is very popular in Kyrgyzstan <laughs> and she thought the clothing looks sort of smart and fun and and very attractive. So um I'm not sure if Chico's is thinking of opening a store in that area, but there you have it. There you have it. Hey, can I interrupt? Because I know we have other things we wanted to cover. But if we had breaking news uh, music here at Satellite Sisters, that kind of music, I would be playing it right now because you are not going to believe what just happened, Julie. What, the ampullus bloomed? No. No, but the instructions from Harry and David came through. Like, right now. It just arrived in my email inbox. Okay, Liz. I know. I now know exactly what to do. Your new amaryllis is ready to sprout up and unfurl its spectacular blossoms in four to six weeks. Yeah, thanks for that. Okay. (laughs) It tells me where to place it, how much water to give it, how to rebloom it. We're good. We're okay, I'm just going to print this out and bring it over to mom, mom this afternoon and let her coax this amaryllis to life. So thank you, Harry and David. I should never have doubted. And it was within my 24-hour window. Uh, right. So well, there you go. There, well, once again, Julie's favorite retailer, Harry and David, has come through okay. uh, for us. Well, but that's that's my boys, Liz. You know they can do that. Well, uh, as long as we're kind of talking about gifts, uh, there was I did receive one other interesting phone call this week I, uh, from my son Will, who uh, he and my new daughter-in-law Lauren are were in Ohio for Thanksgiving with Lauren's parents. But they called on um, certainly Thanksgiving Day, but also then on Friday after Thanksgiving. They called, uh, Will called, and uh, he sounded really worried, Liz. And he said, you know, we've really been working on the thank you notes for the wedding gifts. And uh, Oh, my God, they are so conscientious. I, I mean, they just, you know, they really, they really want to tackle them. They want to make sure, you know, that everybody gets acknowledged for their gifts. And they're, you know, being very thorough. They have a whole... Um, they have a whole grid they're working on to make, you know, checking in gifts and make sure that they've uh, responded. And Will said, Mom, I, I, you know, I d- really don't understand this, but, um, you know, all four of your sisters, their gifts have not arrived yet. <laughs> <laughs> and now, now, now okay, he's, well. like, he's like, you know, now if they didn't send them to Ohio, maybe they sent them to our apartment in Brooklyn. And, you know, you know, sometimes if they put it in the mail, we don't have a place to receive packages at our apartment or perhaps the UPS guy left us a slip and we missed it. But we just thought that was something is up because <laughs> it was all for. So he's assuming because he gives us more credit than we deserve, right. that somehow all four of us must have gotten together on some kind of mega gift, and <laughs> the the mega gift did not arrive. That's, when, that's when, exactly what they were thinking. Yes. That's 
though yes. all those nice sisters, all you know, all of his aunts uh, were, you know, had gone in together on some big giant whammo <laughs> gift, and it wasn't there, and so they didn't know what to do because they couldn't thank you for it. And, uh, <laughs> when in reality, of course, the truth is just just that none of the four of us had gotten around to it. That's, well, that's... no, actually, I did. I did poll the sisters. I, you know, I sent out and I, you know, and he was, you know, he was embarrassed. You know, he's like, now, look, we're not really we weren't asking for a gift. I'm really embarrassed to mention this. But, you know, we don't want to not thank them for the gift. I am. I am laughing. Because, <laughs> you know, there's a very simple. I, I kind of know your gift making style. So. <laughs> Three out of the four sisters uh, have indicated that they, you know, that no, indeed, they had not sent a gift yet. And Leanne said that she thought she had sent a gift through the online registry, but apparently there was some snafu. So... So the fact remains that um, that no thank you notes will be coming to you for sisters. That's all I can say because you have not come across with the gift yet. I think it's just hilarious that they assumed that there was some much more complex explanation for yes, this right, than right. just the fact that none of the four of us had gotten around to it yet. Okay. All right. Well, that's a good thing to do on my own personal Cyber Sunday. Maybe, I'll, right. maybe I'll take care of that today. Where do they want the gifts sent? I assume they wanted them sent to their home in Brooklyn. No, Liz. No, Liz. I mean, oh, again, no. if you had read any of the materials. <laughs> that I, that I did not. No, not a single piece of it. Nope. Okay. Everything's supposed to be sent to Ohio. I will tell you the address offline. <laughs> I'll send it to you. Okay. Okay. That would be good. Yeah. All right. I'll, I will get right on that. Maybe something nice from Harry and David. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe some amaryllis because uh, they wouldn't mind to wait four to six weeks. For, yes. For- I, I, Lauren seems like the type that can coax an amaryllis to life. So, uh, <laughs> no, I'll figure out something for them. They are. Yes. I, I was going to get around to it. Later, Again, but- you, they're not bugging you for a gift. It was just. <laughs> I mean, don't we have a year? I hate to like yes, stand Liz, on ceremony I did check, here. But. I did check on that, Liz, and that indeed, that rule is still in effect. But as you see, the 24 hours to get response in a timely fashion, as you just did from Harry and David, is very satisfying. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. just keep that in mind in, turn, in your gift-giving strategy. I, I think I will add it to my list of things I need to accomplish by the end of the calendar year. That would be good. There are some last-minute financial things, gifts. Okay, I'll take care of that. (laughs) Um, All right, well, one last thing I wanted to mention, because I know that holidays are also a major movie-going time, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. there's everything from blockbusters to Oscar hopefuls to kid-oriented movies like The Return of the Muppets, all that kind of stuff out there. But I took mom and dad yesterday to see a lovely movie, which I highly recommend. Oh, so, yes. We had quite a lengthy discussion about what to go see, and they were skeptical of my choice, but I forced it on them because I am the driver. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, we went to see the movie My Week with Marilyn, uh, which you may have seen some publicity around it. Because yes, yes. It stars Michelle Williams as Marilyn Monroe. Uh, and it's also, her co-star is Kenneth Branagh, who I love, you know, mm-hmm. the British stage actor, who makes some movies, but not a lot. And uh, so it's the story, the true story of a time in 1956 when Marilyn Monroe went to London to make a movie co-starring with Sir Laurence Olivier. So oh. Kenneth Branagh plays Laurence Olivier. Michelle Williams plays Marilyn Monroe. 
Julia Ormond plays uh, Vivian Lee, who at the time was married to Laurence Olivier. And then, like, every other British actor you've ever loved is in the cast, too. Judy Dench wanders across the stage. <laughs> Derek Jacobi is in the thing. It's just, but it's, it's this very dramatic but little story about a week on this production or a gopher on the production. Um, the character's name... Well, Eddie Redmayne is the name of the actor that plays the character. He's like a 23-year-old boy who's sort of a gopher on the set, you know, an assistant to an assistant. And he and Marilyn sort of strike up this relationship. And uh, it's about – and so the, the actual story comes from his memoir that he wrote about his life and this period in his life. Anyway – it was really, really interesting and fun. I got to say, I would recommend it. It's not some big, fancy movie, though there are a lot of fancy people in it. It's kind of slow and quiet, but very sweet. And it's kind of all about how, at that point in their lives, Marilyn Monroe was trying to be taken more seriously as an actress. So that's why she wanted to work with Laurence Olivier. And she had just married Arthur Miller. So Arthur Miller's in the movie, too, a British actor playing her playwright husband, Arthur Miller. So Arthur Miller had just had a great success with Death of a Salesman. So it's about Marilyn Monroe trying to become, trying to be taken more seriously as an actress. And on the flip side, Laurence Olivier, who feels like he's becoming kind of this dinosaur of the stage, trying to become more of a movie star. And kind of how ill-suited they were to work together, because neither of those two things were really going to work out for them. <laughs> Well, that, no, that sounds like a very enjoyable um, afternoon to yeah, watch. Yeah, it's a good little premise for a story. It's a lot of fun. It's also very dramatic. Michelle Williams is amazing in this. It's hard to imagine how much she could really take on the persona of Marilyn Monroe, but you totally get taken in by that. And the rest of it is fun and delightful. And I think for, for our parents who, you know, the 50s is when they were kind of a young married couple and they would go to the theater in New York and go to the movies and see Marilyn Monroe, it had a very nice sort of nostalgic feeling for them to remember okay. well that's good to know mm -hmm. a good um, movie to take your parents to yes I, okay. I would recommend it i would go to it even on your own after we were done of course mom kept saying oh julie would love this movie <laughs> i have to tell julie anyway that's my recommendation my my okay. week with Marilyn. if you're trying to get off the blockbuster track and onto something that is just kind of a little sweet lovely movie Okay, well, if you are trying to get on the blockbuster track, I would definitely go see Descendants, which I, uh, oh, really? I saw this week weekend. Now, you know, I have spoken um, recently that we were really worried about whether or not um, George Clooney was, um, you know, going into depression because he has been making a lot of depressing movies lately, such mm -hmm. as Up in the Air, and then we saw that political movie. I, I can't the, even The Ides of March. The Ides of March, very depressing. But this movie, Descendants, first of all, it's a great story, very well written. And then the other thing that's fantastic about it is two young girls, um, the actors, they play the, um, his daughters are perfect. They are really? perfect in the movie. Pitch perfect, teenagers, a, t and a, ten -year, a teenager and a 10-year-old. And it is a slightly sweet, uplifting, quirky movie and really, really well done. So I would, uh, it, it surprised us how, how much we liked the movie because we, again, we were really thinking it was going to be another bummer, but it wasn't. So um, I would definitely. And I mean, this is the one that's by Alexander Payne who did Sideways, right? Yes, yes. So yes, does it, it have that same kind of 
slightly quirky sensibility that Sideways had? It, it does. It does. It, uh, many of the characters, it's set in Hawaii, it, you know, and, and everyone, you know, these are people who live in Hawaii. And uh, it's, you know, they're trying to separate the, you know, the uh, fiction associated with Hawaii uh, versus the reality of day-to-day life in Hawaii. And that real things happen to real people who live in Hawaii, even though it looks like a paradise. Uh, so it's it's a very interesting um poignant movie list so i would definitely recommend it i mean it's getting great reviews but sometimes those you know um you know those movies i you know i always go in with a little skeptical eye thinking well it's really not going to be that good but this is very good and george clooney um plays a role in which he does you really don't think of him as george clooney movie star you really just think of him as like a dad with you know a you know a family and burdens and you know choices to make in his life so he does an excellent job in this so uh there are two movies for your holiday viewing no doubt all right well i will i will work that yes. into my repertoire yeah i think mom and dad would mom and dad would like descendants too so if when i come out to california if they haven't seen that i might take them to see this i think they they would enjoy this movie it's uh it's well it is well done at every level the acting the story, the script is excellent. Um, you know, it's set in Hawaii, so it's, you know, it's some fabulous scenery and, um, and enough quirkiness and humor to, uh, to move it along. All right. All right. I like it. Well, I have, obviously there's going to be a lot of discussion about that movie because everyone's saying George Clooney will get an Oscar nomination and maybe Michelle Williams will get an Oscar nomination for my week with Marilyn. So, uh, okay. Two excellent movies to go see. I tried to talk one of my friends into going to see the Muppet movie the other night. She's like, come on. We're not, no, we're two grown women. We're not, no, that would be too embarrassing. I really want to see it, Liz. I, I'm going to take my grandchildren, no doubt. Oh, see, you have, so, well, okay, I have a, you have, have grandchildren. That's the perfect cover. I don't have, I got nothing. I got, like, I'm just going to have to. Just go see it by yourself, Liz. Is that even more pathetic than going to see it with your, <laughs> with a woman of a certain age? Okay, let me, let me think about that. Let me think about uh, that. Anyway, okay. Anything else we need to add, Julie? Uh, I think that's it, Liz. I think, I think we're about done. Well, you know, next week you're on your own. Uh, I know, Liz. Liz, you are leaving the country. I'm leaving the country. If anyone, Satellite Sisters, if you have ever been to Buenos Aires and have any tips for me about fun things to do, I am taking a business trip there this week, which is why I had to hand over custody of the Amaryllis to my mother. (laughs) Because I will be gone for a week, but any- and, you're, and you're and I become the TOC, right? I mean, yes. So Julie will become the transmission operations center next week, oh. doing the kind of technical back end to the show that I normally handle. So there you have it. Keep your fingers crossed, people. <laughs> I know. You've, I've written down all those instructions, Liz. I hope they work. It's not as hard as making uh, that amaryllis bloom. Call, otherwise, you're getting a Skype call in Argentina. You know, <laughs> Skype works there, Liz. That's I, I know. know. I know. Well, last week when I was in London, I did do the show on Skype. So it's possible. I know. I'm just thinking I'm probably not going to want to be sitting in my hotel room. You know, you're going to want to be doing the tango. I know that. <laughs> we'll see. Anyway, if you have any suggestions about do's and don'ts for Buenos Aires, you can just email those to us or anything you want to tell us about. Our email address is sisters at satellitesisters.com or join our Facebook group, which is The Satellite Sisters. Join it. Post anything you ever want to post right on our wall there.
there. And while you're there, you might want to follow Leslie Maxfield so that you can get the full updates on the Mars-bound Curiosity. So there you have it. Whew, that's a full show, considering it was only two of us, Julie. Good thing it was only two of us, Liz. <laughs> There'd be no room for those other sisters. I know they're busy uh, shopping for the wedding, for Will and Lauren's wedding gift. No doubt. <laughs> All right. So we are the Satellite Sisters. Have a great week. And don't forget, call your Satellite Sisters.